let's just do breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Comfort me in the night. around my bed. <laughs> they comfort my dreams. my prayers. They hush the shadows when they dance about. They shoo away the bears. Guardian angels to come for me. If I wake in the night, they, they gather my dreams. Their halos are red They dry my tears. Karen, why don't you jump in with them? Cut. I did. In my mind, I was singing as well. I'm doing backup in my mind. I don't want to take away from Charlie. Let him go. <laughs> well, you know, on today's show, we have Curtis Sliwa, the founder of the Guardian Angels. Uh, you know who they are. That's the vigilante group that keeps watch crime on the subways in New York. Apparently, he is running for mayor on an anti-crime platform. He will join us pre-recorded. We did it, what, about an hour ago? Yeah. Yeah, because he's got his own show. So the theme of this week's show is media with their noses up the other media's ass. He's a media guy. I will interview him. Earlier in the week, Martha McCallum on Fox News interviewed me, and that's your program. Yeah, beautiful. So he, need, he needs to have Martha on now to complete the circle. <laughs> uh, well, who do I get to talk to? Just us. Us. Okay. Networks. <laughs> so agreeable. I love it. So what else we got going on in this show? We got, of course, we've got the rant. And we've got Detroit Red, the comedian, the only reporter in Michigan to actually go into the casinos now that the governor's opened them. So you will have Red's report from the Detroit casinos. But first, before we get going, I'd like to remind you that the No Bullshit News Hour, which can be downloaded, go to any app, any place you get a, a, a podcast, go to Stitcher, Google Play, what's the other one? I something. Uh, yeah, iTunes. iTunes. Just All go the there, platforms. Click it, give Every us the platform. five stars. You hear that, Drew? You up there? <laughs> right? Don't forget to go to the um, DrewAndMikeStore.com. Yep. I was going to do that. You're going to remind them later. We're going to do it again, Karen. This show is so tight. So organized. (laughs) Come on, get some of these, right? I think we've we've broken the get, the, the, we're in the black now. Yes. Right? Which is good. Thank you for your support. Get these, join the movement. The money from now on, now that we've paid the vendors, we'll go to kids of our choice, helping them get books, iPads, driving lessons, you, clothes, things they need. You, yep. Things they need. No charities. No politicos. We're not. Uh, nope. We're not pandering. We don't have to write stories about them. If we aren't can, even spending it on lunch money because we can't go out to eat. So we're not wasting it at all. That's exactly right. I mean, school's back. A lot of kids don't have yep. anything. We all know that, including maybe yours. I could just keep the money, but I don't want to. <laughs> Let's be a community. But uh, speaking of which, please support our sponsors. Luke Nowacki wants to remind you that overreaction is not a strategy. Let me say it again. Overreaction is not a strategy. 
Number two, guessing is not a strategy. Guessing is gambling. Be smart. Get help. Get advice. Whether you're a little person, a big person, a business owner, a pension fund, a municipality, a banking organization, Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth does it all. These are all his clients. Nobody's too big. Nobody's too small. 248-663-4748. Rational financial advice. I trust him. No one, no one dogs him, right? No. Everybody, he's got a great reputation. Yeah, the oxygen tank. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Get smart. Get it done now. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Too bad that wasn't operatic. Too much to drink last night. <laughs> oh, oh, it shows. Yeah, I know I know people tune in late and we're going to remind them again, but we keep, everybody keeps saying turn that into a shirt. It is a shirt. It is available for sale. The Drew and Mike store. Charlie said it earlier. I get to say it again, but I'm going to interject it in here now so we don't miss out. The money goes to help kids or whoever has a need that Charlie is supporting at the time. No politics, no BS. So no lunch, none of that. We'll even pay the taxes on it. We just we'll even pay the tax on it. But order the shirt. Thank yeah. you. Join the movement. Thank. You. Well, Karen, damn. Yes. Tell them about Hall Financial. Never mind, I'll do it. Hall Financial <laughs> wants you to know that script. mortgage rates are at an all-time low and home values are soaring. That's why so many people are refinancing right now. Lower your monthly payments and put money in your pocket. Come on. I say this one way or another every week. Move on it. And if you're not going to move on it now, tack it to your fridge. It's actually an asset that you have. It's not something you're borrowing or hoping to get. Be wise with it. Think about it. And if you're going to think about doing it, call our friends at Hall. They've got 1,500 five-star reviews in Michigan alone. And they're twice as fast as getting you the refi or the mortgage as their competitors. And remember, appraisals can be done without them traipsing around your house. The COVID. Call 248-308-5000 or go to the webpage davidhallmortgage.com. 248-308-5000 or davidhallmortgage.com. NMLS number 1467435. Hit me, Mark. Uh, MLS number one. Is there? Is That's there just, it. You already did the disclaimer. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> MLS number one. Okay, look, we we got a jam packed show, so let's stop Whew. fucking around. Yes, sir. Uh, this was oh, recorded. Mm. <laughs> Karen, you want to introduce this because I don't even know what to say here. No, I don't, Charlie. I mean, you know, if you're talking about you talking about the interview with Curtis, Curtis yeah. Lewa. I mean, I, yeah, Curtis Lewa, a founder with Guardian Angels. Uh, you know. He's got uh, the man of a red beret. Somebody who took eighty of New Yorkers into his own hands. Uh, red berets, um, the Guardian Angels, and I just I think it's a great interview. He has made a commitment to run for mayor in twenty twenty one for New York City under Republican ticket. And two New York know it alls get to have a great conversation <laughs> with him and Charlie. I thought that was great. <laughs> and as you'll see, he's he knows a little. He'd been he'd been in the Detroit House of Corrections. Yeah, but he he know he he just has an overview of Detroit. He made some comments like mm, he doesn't. They don't. How about we don't how, how about up, how about we let people listen yeah, first? That's fine. But the point being, we have a lot in common: Detroit, Chicago, New York, uh, Philadelphia, St. Louis. Um, we got some, we got some issues out there. Mm. Yeah, we do, and he can solve them. <laughs> there we go. My guardian angel. <laughs> I'm happy to have on the program. Curtis Sliwa, 
founder of the Guardian Angels. If you don't know who they are, they're the red beret wearing citizens crime patrol of New York City. Started in 79 when crime was off the hook. Uh, Curtis, also a longtime talk show host on what WABC still? Yeah, WABC, which uh, the acronym stood for a while for always broadcasting Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kicked you off and you left you know how the bullshit of the industry right brother exactly exactly i was on the outside looking in and then they brought me back recycled me and here i am again <laughs> and you are now also running on the republican ticket for the mayor of new york city next year is that correct yeah, damn right. 2021. I'm not like maybe possibly could be. A, we'll see what the polls say. I'm going to give New York City, which birthed me, uh, my dad. I had a baptism in fire on the subways, but it birthed me. I'm going to give New York City a badly needed colonic <laughs> like it needed back in the 70s when I started the Guardian Angels because of all the crime and just no quality of life. We're back to where we were. Well, before you say, let's say this. When you're some call you a vigilante group, we'll get into that. But for you, crime is good for business, is it not, Curtis? Oh, well, there's no doubt that whenever an area is under siege and they can't get police response and the politicians, you know, uh, they're getting wine dined in pocket line. They're not down in the streets. They're up in the suites. So. When they can't get response from the cops, who do they turn to next? The guardian angels. But this is what we do differently. We're not Hessians and mercenaries. We don't do this for money. We're not private security. We tell the people who are inviting us in, because we're now in 13 countries, 130 cities. We'll come in and train you. But you got to do the heavy lifting as guardian angels. You got to go through the training. You got to become the guardian angels. And then a lot of people would say, what, 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 you mean be a guardian angel? I said, yeah, no, no, this is all about self-help. Government is too involved in people's lives from the cradle to the grave. So all of a sudden they can't deliver services and you act like you don't know what to do. This is something we should be doing all the time. We're a lot better off if we're independent of government as much as possible and we're involved in self-help. Well, look, when you started the guardian angels in 79, there was a record number of murders, it was 1,700, right? The summer of Sam, New York was broke. They got rid of cops and ambulances, firefighters. Is it like that today? I mean, it's, it's not that bad. So, like, why are you popping up again? No, it, but it's beginning to move in that direction. Because remember, there are a number of things that exist now that will prevent us from getting that bad. First of all, there's cameras everywhere. There's private cameras. Then there's city cameras. Then you have everybody with their own citizen apps and they're videoing things. But it doesn't matter if you take pictures, if you do video and you got the guys laughing at you, you know, and raising the roof while they commit crime and your criminal justice system has fallen apart because they won't put anyone in jail. That means there's no bail now uh, other than murder. You can do anything else. You're going to be released back into the streets and the gangs are festering so much that for the first time in my life, gangs are doing drive-by shootings. Now, drive-by shootings are synonymous with Chicago, L.A., not New York City. That never, you never needed to do a drive-by shooting. You get off the subway, you shoot the guy twice in the head, you get back on the subway, you go back to your neighborhood. Now they're even doing drive-by shootings. Well, where are they so, getting the fucking cars, Curtis? Because only people got cars are from Jersey and Long Island. <laughs> You're right. There ain't no Most place to park. people in New York City don't have cars. You are correct. 
Yeah, but it is true. Like, it's the same in Chicago as you saw what happened uh, this past weekend. Detroit murders through the roof. Milwaukee, but, Minneapolis, we yeah. can go right off the list. But then, and like, I mean, I mean, you guys, like, with the attitude now with the police, don't fucking touch me. You, you guys, unarmed, prancing around in fire red, what, what are you going to do? You're going to get hey. hurt. Hey, wait a second. We're not eyes and ears. This ain't see something, say something. No, 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 no. You've probably seen some of the videos. We were out there with the looters, banging with the looters, because we believe if you come for the property first, because, you know, a lot of the looters and Tifa, Black Lives Matter, they say, oh, they got insurance. If they take the product, they got insurance. Yeah. And when they're finished with all that, they come for you, the people in your homes, in your neighborhoods. They don't stop. It's like uh, it's like locusts through a cornfield. So we believe you got to stop them. And we don't surrender. We don't retreat. Look, I've had my jaw broken twice in the past year. I've had other guardian angels seriously injured. When the looters come, we stand our ground. We don't surrender. We don't retreat. Unfortunately, police have been told to stand down. The only police chief I've heard who said, no, we don't surrender. We don't retreat is the African-American police commissioner in Detroit. They're, that's a tough crew. But everywhere else, they're waving the white flag. You know, they're taking a knee. They're basically capitulating to their elected officials, all of whom have armed security from their police departments protecting their rear asses. Well, let me look, bro. Look, here's the thing. You, you try to stop looters, and you say you got beat with a ball-peen hammer right in the face, right? Yep. Okay, that's true. Oh, yeah. Busted my jaw. But, hey, one thing I've learned after having a few broken jaws since I started the group in 1979, you got to keep talking because once they wire up the jaw, you ain't talking for a month of Sundays. And me, without being able to talk, they might as well put me in a cardboard box and bury me in Potter's Field. I'm worthless if I can't talk. Well, let's make let me let you make a let me make a point to you, the media on the East Coast, about our commissioner in Detroit. He might say that, right, brother? But New York had uh, its bloodiest June in a quarter century, correct? Like 205 shootings, right? That is correct. In Detroit, where we only got 650,000 people, we had 225 shootings. Understand what I mean? You got 13 times the people, and we have more shootings than you. So back and down. And not even showing up are two different things. Now, where we do come together is your pussy mayor de Blasio, right, tells the police to stand down and then takes a billion dollars out of their budget. We did the same thing in bankruptcy. So I don't think that's how you keep a society safe. And, you know, God bless you, man. I don't think you guys are the answers because you're going to get fucking hurt if you're fucking around in the neighborhoods where it's really going on, like East New York. You know what I mean? Do you guys? Well, look, look, I've been in Detroit. <laughs> I've been in the rough, tough neighborhoods. Yeah, I got locked up by Coleman Young and sent out to the Detroit House of Detention way out in the cornfields when it was still up. I did time so I in there. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I remember your hip-hop mayor, Kwame Kirkpatrick, before he did Federal Time. He was selling the sludge on the sludge barges in the Detroit River. I mean, God, that is like really raping and extorting the people of Detroit. But you see, you're in, you've been in bankruptcy. We're moving in that direction. And not just New York, all cities in America. 
There's no money. We can't keep printing up money in Washington. The Federal Reserve can't keep printing up money and bailing cities out. So you've been in bankruptcy. You know how difficult it is. We're coming in that direction. Philly, Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. I could just run down the list. We're all headed in that direction. There's no money. Uh, so as ma- so as mayor of New York, what's what's the solution? What would, what, 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 what would you do? How do you fix this? How does anybody well, fix How do you this? fix this shit? And you can go online, Curtis, and order this shit right here. Fix this shit. The solution is you got to tell the truth. You got to say, okay, you're starting with the police. You're defunding the police. We know what that's code language for. Abolish the police. Abolish prisons. Okay, but you're happy. You what is it code language for in your interpretation? What is it? Uh, abolish the police, uh, abolish prisons. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But if your only goal is to transfer, let's say in New York City, a billion dollars from the police budget to social services, guess what? You're going to have to cut social services, teachers, firefighters. It's just like you started at the start of the program. You pointed out how New York City was in the fiscal abyss. We were on the verge of bankruptcy back in 1976. That's why I started the Guardian Angels. They had to eliminate all the transit police at night riding the subways. And that became like crime time in New York City. And we filled the void. It's exactly what's going to happen right on down the line. So I say, okay, defund the police now. I get it. But everyone else is going to be defunded, too. Nobody is telling the truth. So I'm telling the people in New York, we're going to have to learn to do more with less. Now, can you imagine telling New Yorkers you're going to have to do, deal, do, do more with less? That's like a foreign language to them. But they're going to have to do that. And they're going to have to do more of the work in the communities on their own. They're going to have to join in solidarity, clean the parks, clean the subway stations, patrol the neighborhoods. They're going to have to walk through the projects. Oh, that's right. Up and down the stairs of the projects. They're not going to want to do that. But somebody's got to lead them. I've been doing that for 41 years. So I'm going to show them how. Most won't do it, but some will. We'll be a better city off for that. So that we start doing more things for ourselves and become less dependent on government. The more dependent you are on government, it's like being a dope fiend. You keep shooting up, shooting up, shooting up. And then all of a sudden, when you got no more dope to shoot up, you go cold turkey. And I don't want to see our city go cold turkey. We can fight for what we know is right. It's not going to be like it was when the good times roll. But we can still survive, raise our kids. And my battle plan is improve, don't move. Curtis. Where, here. You had that when the riots took place in Detroit and Coleman Young said, hey, you don't like it. Hit, wait, wait hey, a second. Wait a second here. Curtis Mark's too no, afraid to fuck that's the bag. Different things. Go. <laughs> well, I just I just want to know where are most shootings in the uh, city of New York? Like, where do they happen at? In the hood, where they always take place. Black Lives Matter is never in the hood. Are no, they, wait, wait, let's, let's, let's be specific. You mean like like. Um, uh, East New York or Bed-Stuy or the Bronx or Harlem what? What are you talking? No, no, Harlem is, man, Harlem is very trendy now. <laughs> Harlem's well, got, it's like the, the mixture of whites and black hipsters and millennials. No, no, no. South Bronx, where I started, top. Brownsville, East New York, top. Parts of Bed-Stuy do or die. The other part is populated by hipsters and millennials and some other neighborhoods. But you see, the hipsters are millennials. I've never gone through this before. They have no idea. So all of a sudden, when these hipsters and millennials, many of them living on, you know, blind trust from mommy and daddy, coming here from Iowa where there are more pigs than people, Idaho where there are more potatoes than people, when they start getting mugged, 
When their apartments are invaded, that's when what they I get said. raped and robbed, then all of a sudden they're going to have an epiphany. But speaking, that has of, speaking, of, speaking of hipsters, did I not hear that Gucci started selling Hell's Angels Red Berets? Guardian Angel Red Berets, and we didn't get a cut of that. That's right. Well, so we got bamboozled out of that. <laughs> Gucci! Why don't you sue why don't you, uh, <laughs> why don't you loot the Gucci stores for your own berets? I'm just kidding. Um, so if, if that's the one stuff, hey, to be honest, but not that's really. The one, that's the one store we did not defend. When I saw Gucci, I said, <laughs> well, hey, screwed you, Gucci. Well, then you're picking and choosing. <laughs> well, look, they screwed us. Uh, we didn't even get a VIG. We didn't even get 1%. <laughs> they sold our berets, our legitimate berets, and they gave us bupkis, nothing, belly button lit. Curtis, what do you say to the people that feel that, well, if all this crime is happening in those areas that you named, why are you spending so much time in the Upper West Side because of the homelessness problem that the boutique hotels have brought in? Like, yeah, we're all the rich people are, in, in the in the swells and the uh, artists. In the media. In, in the media. What, what are you doing up there? Well, it's one of many neighborhoods we patrol. We're in Brownsville, East New York, the South Bronx. We haven't abandoned that. But these people, they came to us and they said, under the cover of darkness, unbeknownst to us, nobody ever dropped dime, nobody ever informed us. They took all these homeless, emotionally disturbed drug addicts and shoved them in empty hotels with no services, no therapy. This isn't like Phoenix House or Odyssey House or people who do drug rehabilitation and they have residential housing. They know how to do it. The city only knows one thing, warehousing, the homeless, the emotionally disturbed, and sexual offenders. They're putting sexual offenders in the neighborhood right near schools, and school's just about to restart, even though in New York City, it'll be half and half, medze, medze, poco, poco. And it's not just us that's patrolling. We're starting the patrols, but it's the Upper West Side is very liberal, very uh Progressive. Many of them love AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez <laughs> and her tribe. But they're the ones that are going to have to continue patrolling because we got we got bigger and badder places to deal with on a regular basis. So uh, when you're the mayor, uh, what are you going to do with the homeless? Where are you going to put them? Well, back, in or- though, back in Orange we- County, like Giuliani did. Giuliani uh, actually put him on a bus and shipped him out of town. No, actually, let me let me give you the history of that, because I was there at Camp LaGuardia, it was called, in Orange County. You're absolutely correct. And this was a farm, and the men would be sent there. Alcohol problems, drug problems. They'd be taught a skill. They'd go to school. They'd plant their own crops. They raised their own livestock. They became very self-sufficient, and there were no temptations in the area because there was nothing there except for trees and corn. And then it was Bloomberg with his billions of dollars, a guy who was so disconnected from average men and women, who decided we all need Camp LaGuardia. We could have 10 Camp LaGuardias upstate New York. There's nothing upstate New York. Everyone's left. You go for miles sometimes and you don't even see a human being. And then these men, single, able-bodied men, can become very productive. Some of them can be reassimilated back into society. It's sort of like Job Corps. It would be Job Corps for the homeless and it can work because it has worked before. But unfortunately, Bloomberg, you know, erudite, pretentious. Uh, we don't need to spend the money on that. The money would have been better spent on that because at least these men would have had an opportunity to rejoin society, be productive, take care of themselves, have their own apart- apartments, buy their own food and pay their own taxes. Now, let me see how like whacked out you are about policing. I lived a lot of years in New York. I was... Up in Orange County. I, I don't agree with you on that. I don't think it worked. I think it was warehousing people's. 
I slept all night on the E train as a homeless guy. That's a shit show. Subways are fucked up. But where were you? Where are you on the stop and frisk? First off, uh, I myself have been arrested 77 times, oftentimes given wooden shampoos, attitudinal readjustments and having to suck concrete. I know what it's like when they lose the paperwork and you don't surface from Rikers Island for a month of Sundays. And imagine you're Curtis Lewa stuck on the rock, Rikers Island. You know, hey, here's the guy who wants to put the rest of you in jail. Feet don't fail me now. Fighting morning, noon and night. So I know what it's like to be on the inside. I know what it's like to be on the outside. I know what it's like to get screwed by the cops, but I also know how it is when you're a thug and how you can screw with the cops. Stop and frisk was overdone by Bloomberg and his police commissioner, Kelly, to the tune of 700,000 black and brown young men a year. That's like almost all the young black and brown men in New York City when you look at a population of 8 million. Whereas when Giuliani first came in, it was about 100, 125,000. You had to have probable cause. But Bloomberg, it was all analytics. It's like in football now, baseball, basketball, you know, analytics, analytics. These are human beings. You don't just throw them up against the wall. You don't just frisk them. You have to have probable cause. Why not do that against the white-collar thugs in Wall Street? You'll get just as many arrests. You'll be taking coke off for them. They came right out of the nostrils of Pablo Escobar in Medellin, Colombia, when he was alive. Curtis, why, uh, why didn't you become a police officer in the beginning and uh, change things from the inside? No, no, no. I grew up, uh, I hated cops. I grew up in an Italian-American neighborhood where FBI stood for ever-busting Italians. I remember I got thrown out of a Jesuit high school in senior year. I was pumping gas at a gas station. I came upon a scene where a guy I thought was getting carjacked. It was undercover cops who were arresting him for no reason. And they beat the shit out of me. They broke my nose. They broke my collarbone. They broke my elbow. I go into court. The judge looks at me. He's going, hey, you're in some serious trouble, man. These cops claim you attacked them. They had no evidence. My dad, a merchant seaman for 46 years from Chicago, he came back. He sat with me. He goes, I understand. I got jammed up myself as a merchant seaman going from port to port. So he went to the local Democratic club. He borrowed $10,000 from the wise guys who he hated and I hate with a passion. And he paid off. He bribed the judge. He bribed the uh, local Democratic county leader. The next time I showed up in court, 100 Skimmerhorn Street, criminal court, downtown Brooklyn, they were patting me so hard on the back. I told, hey, I still got the separated shoulder. I had to go for a chiropractic adjustment the next day. They were saying, oh, you're so wonderful. You're such a good young man. So I know how the system works and can be very abusive. So I've been on both sides of the stick, if not for my dad. Have you ever probably been put on to jail for assaulting two police officers who assaulted me? Oh, by the way, I just this, didn't John Gotti Jr. assault you too? Didn't the mob, your Italian brothers, tried to wipe uh, uh, you no, out? No. Remember, I'm part Polish. <laughs> so my Italian Supreme Cuisine cousins, you know, uh, Joey, the chief from Howard Beach, uh, Lenny Beans Bianchino, they would say to me, what are you, Polish? You know, P-O-L-I-S-H, no, no, Polish. What the hell <laughs> So anyway, I was a mutt. But still, I grew up predominantly with Italians. And I hated the mob because my grandfather on my mother's side, Fidelo Bianchino, he despised the mob. He called them schivosas, sfachims, and they threatened to kill him. Um, they tried to I kill guess, you, did they not? Yeah, they tried to kill me twice. 
First were baseball bats because I was broadcasting against them at WABC, always broadcasting Curtis. So they attacked me with baseball bats, figured that would shut me up. Then I told how John Gotti Jr. the very next day on the radio had actually killed a guy, Danny Silva, in a disco in South Oatone Park because he hadn't paid the consignment for the kilo of cocaine. And boy, that's when John Gotti Sr., who was on trial for the last time, he would listen to the radio in the morning before he would go to trial, said, hey, we got to whack this guy. He just implicated you in a murder. There's no statute of limitation. So that's when they got me in the back of a cab, shot me with five hollow point bullets, Michael Iannotti, D'Angelo at the wheel. They pretended to be cab drivers. And I luckily was able to get out the window, suck concrete and live to broadcast another day. Four trials. Gotti Jr. skated because they they couldn't hung totally hung but the shooter Michael Iannotti who grew up in Canarsie with me he's doing 20 years now at that time people weren't believing you and back then it, it was like the early 90s you if I recall my time is a New York Times reporter you apologized for in the beginnings of the Guardian Angels you guys were making capers up like faking shit right Typical of a New York Times guy. You never forget, right? <laughs> you know, so it's just like you have microfilm. You probably went into the library. If I, you're right. Six Dude, I covered fucking Gotti. Canarsie, all of it. I know you. I've been on your show. You don't remember it. But. You weren't the Post. You weren't the Daily News. You were the New York Times. But anyway, I don't hold that against you. Street dog, you're right. I did that in a war against the cops because they were bad-mouthing us. We were bad-mouthing them. I made stuff up about them. They made stuff up about us. That was part of the war. Was I correct? Of course not. You know, I was young. I was immature. But I figured it was the only thing I could do. If I could do it again, would I do it? Of course not. But, hey, how many years ago was that? Mm, that's about, what, 40? That's, that's got to come out. You know, when you're running for mayor, it all comes back around. And so I want to, I know I got to get you out of here because you got your show come up in five minutes. Re you're a Republican in New York. There's only two other Republicans in New York anybody knows squat about. That would be Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump. You that kind of guy? Those your friends? Uh, uh, who are the two? Uh, what were their names again? Rudy Giuliani <laughs> and Donald Trump. Uh, if, if are you, you a Trumper? If you mention their names in New York City, which is AOC land, all out crazy land now, Antifa country, Black Lives Matter country, you won't get elected dog catcher. No, Rudy is my kumbada cheeks. There's no doubt about it. Donald Trump cannot do cannot help any Republican candidate in New York. The best he could do is not even know that you're alive, that you're a person of no consequence. You're dead on arrival if you fly the Trump flag in New York City and in certain parts of New York State. Not everywhere, but definitely in New York well, City. Well, what do you Camp make him? Do you appreciate him in the job he's doing and the, and the leader that he is? You know, I didn't vote for Hillary the first time. I didn't vote for Trump. Believe it or not, I voted for myself. <laughs> now I got Joe Biden, you know, who's uh, partly Michelle, all the furniture upstairs rearranged in the wrong rooms, and Donald Trump, who, like, can't stop himself. I want to see the three debates then I'll make up my mind. I may end up voting for myself again. Now, is that not narcissistic <laughs> voting for yourself? And not, at all. <laughs> not at all. They all do it. And if they could do it many times, Curtis, they would. Yes, they would. In fact, I'm sure they do it here in Detroit. Oh, yeah. I got to come back. 
Detroit, man. I know that you don't have the Detroit House of uh, Corrections any longer out there and leave it to Beaverland, Father Knows Best, in the cornfields. But do you know Jesse James had a cell there? They put me in the Jesse James cell. They put it's now me called the Curtis Sliwa cell. <laughs> right. <laughs> They oh, put they the put me in the Kwame Kilpatrick cell the <laughs> oh, night yeah. the day but before Kwame got to go in there. I put my number on the fucking wall for him to call me and he never did. <laughs> I have to get that uh, nice diamond ring right in my yeah. ear there. What a ripoff artist. What <laughs> a ripoff artist. He should be doing triple life without parole. Well, we got a new ripoff artist for you next time you come. Oh, we got oh, one, man. That's coming up later in this program. The fucking mayor now. We got him again. Man. All right, anyway, Curtis, uh, I'm going to get to your people, and uh, I'm going to send you a an American Coney Island Coney dog kit, okay? It's a dozen dogs, all the fixings, onions, okay? And would you mind sending me a beret? Not a problem. Remember, in one year, 1996, I finished third in the Dirty Water Hot Dog Eating Contest, <laughs> Nathan's famous Coney Island July 4th. I finished third, and I cheated every step of the way. <laughs> He's going to be a perfect mayor. Perfect for New York City. Yeah, no mistake, just dirty water hot dogs for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, listen, we really appreciate you uh, carving out a little bit of time. Good luck, and um, I'll send you two Coney dog kits. If you got the balls to come out here and stand at Gratiot and Mac and try to, try to get something under control, I think they eat I'm you fucking so alive. I'll hang with the Big Macs. I'll hang with them. <laughs> Thanks, Curtis. All right, Curtis, man. Peace, bro. See ya. Curtis Lee, the Guardian Angels. That's your cue, Karen. <laughs> why, why can I not hear you? Are you muted on me? Uh-oh, Charlie. That's your cue now. So is that my cue now? Uh, yeah, that's your my cue. Angel. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> All right, two things. I want to remind everybody that you can get your fix the SHIT shirt from you the Jordan Mike store. You can say um, it. Everybody's asking about it. And a couple people are saying, hey, I like the shirt, but I don't want to wear it because of the expletive. Well, you can cover up the T-H-E and S-H and it'll say fix it. Um, but maybe we'll work on some edited version. But let me remind everybody, too, that the money raised from the shirt goes straight to helping kids right now go back to school or whoever is in need that Charlie, you know, Everybody comes to Charlie for help, and that's a good thing. This allows him to do that. No lunch money, no politics, no other donations, no BS. It goes straight directly to help folks uh, in the best way that they need it. And speaking of helping people, how's this for trans? That's very good, Charlie. Give us some Char pins. <laughs> yeah, get some pins. <laughs> now pin. you're modeling. Give us a spin. Give us a spin. Show us, show us the back. There you go. Good job. <laughs> All right. The other thing is that I do want to remind everybody about American Coney Island. Speaking of helping people, uh, they are located on Michigan Avenue at Lafayette. It is in the shape of a piece of pie that Charlie likes to remind us. They also bake fresh. Uh, home of the Coney Kit and the Coney Dog. And for me, the loose burger with mustard only that Grace allows me to have so often. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, but go down and check it out. It's 100 years old. They've got their own recipe for chili. And Grace is the consummate business owner 
and community connector she is. And for that reason alone is a reason to go down and check her out. You can also send a Coney kit to any of your friends around the country, or you can send one to yourself and act surprised when it arrives. But make sure you check out American Coney Island. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com and order those straight to your door. And I got, I got to, I'm just going to tell you guys, uh, everybody out there listening, don't listen. Karen, they're, yes. not, they're not wearing gloves at Lafayette, Coney Island. They're not. Oh. You're, not, you're supposed okay. to wear those when there's no COVID. I mean, what the Now, f- let me ask you this. I'm hoping and assuming that American is changing gloves every oh, time. Clean, they got that. clean as a whistle. Okay. Clean. I just want to make sure because every, I see people walking around with gloves, but unless you are changing them every time you change surfaces, then you're cross-contaminating. So, okay, cool. Which, got you it. know, Detroit Red will be coming up later in the show to tell you exactly how that's working <laughs> at the casinos. <laughs> but we, I remember... No Bullshit News Hour is also brought to you by ADR Consultants. Remember, if you're a construction outfit, you're having trouble with City Hall, your police department, um, you have to navigate a bureaucracy, you got to know the rules, you got to know how to grow your company, and you got to make sure they keep their hands out of your pocket. Do not be walking around fucking with the government and the contracts without knowing what you're doing. This is called The Fixer. Barry Ellen Tuck, ADR Consultants. Honest, ethical, smart. Not paying anybody off, not doing that shit. Fixing it the right way. 248-318-9424 for a consultation. <laughs> Experts in procurement, government compliance, IT, property management. Get the job done. Uh, get it done right and on time and on budget. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. Charlie, Jason Gomez wants to buy two shirts uh, and have one sent to the governor and one sent to Duggan. <laughs> Fucking right. So, you know, which? Dude, what's his name? Jason Gomez. He hey. is listening on Facebook Live. Hey, Gomi. Gomi. It's coming up in the rant, dude. I mean, Gomi, where's the fucking media? Well, I mean, did you see this stuff about, like, Whitmer decided to take herself out of the running, but she still went to Delaware because yeah. it was, shut up with this shit. Okay. I, I don't believe it, but. I don't, I don't either. And we don't. And, and why come out and tell everybody that? Yeah. Get, well, get that, it, was, it was leaked that she went to Delaware, but you got to remember she hired Budacek's, you know, uh, press person. And that is why she got all of this national media and she did it to elevate her visibility. Okay, that's cool, but if you're not doing it at the expense of the people who elected you, that's the challenge. Well, what happened to Booty? What happened to Booty Jidge's guy that went to work for Whitmer? What's he doing now? He was on contract with Whitmer. You know what he's doing? I don't. DNC. I don't know what. He's he's back working for the Democratic National Committee. This look, everything you're seeing from the Republicans and the Democrats is lame theater, and it's insulting. And so I'm not doing it. I spent a deep week. Looking into some things that you need to know because it's about your money. They're giving you theater, and I'm going to give you some facts. That's going to come up. But in keeping with the, we are the media. We like to, how do you say it, Mark? Um, have, have the media put their nose in our butt, and then we'll put our <laughs> nose in their butt, and then we'll have so a big media butt train. It's an incestuous uh, relationship. Yeah, we're we'll we're so it. important. That we sounds to, gross. We have to talk to each other. It is gross. The media is gross, and everybody knows it. 
And now everybody really knows it because you got locked at home and you gave it a try again and went, wow. Yikes, yeah. Wow, man, ain't nothing on and nothing in these pages. Nothing for real. The, the governor held another presser today doing the charts. Yeah, lots of charts. Here's what I want to know. Point blank and simple. We got 1,100 new cases yesterday. How many come from the nursing homes? Guess what else I'm working on? The death certificates. The oh. wards of the state. The ones where the governor's the mother of these people that can't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. They're in the nursing homes. I'm seeing death certificates that say they died at the hospital. It's supposed to say they're a nursing home death. This is bullshit. Yeah. Same well, thing's going on in New York. We know why. I just want it fixed. Nonpartisan. Fix it! It! Join the movement. Help a kid. But now, anyway, I was on Fox News with Martha McCallum, and we're talking about the... Chicago. The riots disaster. In the looting yeah. in Chicago. I'm calling it... Look, there's a difference between an insurrection and a riot. Insurrection is you're going after the mechanisms of power. I don't support burning City Hall or the police precincts, but that one I, I could understand. I don't understand bashing out people's businesses. And this begins with the justification from the organization's uh, spokesperson, I suppose. And so the media is in every town has decided somebody's the spokesperson for Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's an incorporation, an LLC. It's a so George Saros. Yeah, it's George yeah. Saros. It's, 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 a, it's a hashtag. You know, I don't even know what it is, but we all pick somebody. And Chicago decided to pick her, and she says outrageous shit, and we as the media like outrageous shit because at least it clicks. But I really don't think this is truly the voice no. of people in the community. You know, even in the community, nobody's the same. I don't even like all those words, but... I don't care if somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. That makes sure that that person can make some kind of money because this city obviously doesn't care about them. Not only that, that's reparations. That is reparations. Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. These white people They're going to get their money back. My no people offense, aren't getting I don't mean anything. To call out race, but do you wow. think they understood what the message was going to be? They are afraid to simply walk outside. I've lived here for 20 years and it's getting scary because you can't walk out now. Used to go out early in the morning to run. I don't do that any longer and used to walk at night and I've stopped doing that. So what's happening to America's cities? Uh, people in New York City would say the same thing right now. In San Francisco, they're saying the same thing about walking around their own community. Joining me now is Charlie LaDuff, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist and author of The Blank Show, The Country's Collapsing, and the ratings are great. It's a great book. And Charlie spent a lot of time uh, talking to people in the cities of America. Charlie, you know, when you listen to that uh, young woman with Black Lives Matter say that it's, you know, she's fine with people breaking the windows and stealing stuff from Gucci's and Macy's yeah. because, after all, they have insurance um, and you don't have what you need and you need to eat and you need clothes. So go right ahead. What goes through your mind? It doesn't work. Like, they tried that in Los Angeles. It doesn't work. doesn't solve the long-term problem, my friend, my young friend. We tried it in Detroit. You know what happens? Companies move. Insurance rates go up. And then the crummy and crappy stuff that's left here for you to get costs an arm and a leg. That's not the answer. It's n Taryn, uh, you know, I'm just, 
I'm just so sad for the country. No, where's the leadership that understands what's really happening? Yeah, it's really sore in the urban communities, in the black communities. But do you know, my young friend out there in Chicago, that school money was captured to build a skyscraper hotel for one of Rahm Emanuel's contributors? So meanwhile, the kids in your school, it's 50 children to a kindergarten class. It's got nothing to do with Gucci. And if you're saying armed robbery, looting, breaking and entering is a way to feed yourself, then you're next. And then don't bother calling the police because you're going to get eaten up. Mm. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You know, uh, speaking of the police, um, a lot of us watched as Chief Carmen Best in Seattle got to the end of her rope, essentially, and she resigned today. She stood up. Um, Mayor Jenny Durkin, who you know said it was going to be a summer of love in Seattle, stood next to her police chief, Carmen Best, while she said, I can't do this anymore. You're going you're gonna to take away all the money. You're going to take away um, the support that I need for my officers, and I, I'm done. Watch this. I'm done. I can't do it. You know, the council gave us $1.6 million to make sure that we hired the best and the brightest and the most diverse and brought them on. And less than a year later, we're going to just turn them all away. It feels very duplicitous. And honestly, I just, I have my convictions. I cannot do that. I have my convictions, uh, says Chief Best. She was lauded today by the Attorney General William Barr for doing a superior job. So now Seattle loses that woman uh, and that leader, Charlie. And there you go. Yeah. Okay, so who's going to do it? Okay, keep keep asking. And it's look, it's you defund the police. Good people don't want to do it. Straight up, you're going to get Mexican federales. You're going to have underpaid people working for cartels that are taking bribes and you get nothing. I agree and understand what the problems in America, but this isn't the way to do it. Look, forget Gucci for a minute. That rolling riot went down to some strip malls and took out mom and pops. Martin Luther King was a figurehead. Black Lives Matter, where is it? Is that even a thing or is it a slogan? Because Martin Luther King condemned rioting and he called it destructive and he called it nihilistic. He did say rioting is the language of the unheard. Get some knowledge about where the money really is because I'm armed and loaded too and I don't want this. I don't want it. Nobody wants it. We're at a moment where we can get somewhere. Jesse Jackson said that what happened in Chicago was embarrassing and humiliating, but this young woman said she doesn't care what Jesse Jackson thinks, uh, that that's not what it's all about anymore. So, Charlie, thank you. Um, yeah, always good thanks, to get your Martin. thoughts. Thanks for being here. What do you think, Karen? Is that the answer? Is, is there in, no, in any way no, to condone that? No, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not the answer. I mean, hell, I, I, I want a Panamera. Can I just go down to Porsche and pick out one because they have insurance? It doesn't work <laughs> like that. And I also think that a lot of times, People do speak from an emotional perspective and not an informed one. You catch them on the street, they're in the middle of a lot. You know, that, that's how we got the whole defund the police thing misinterpreted. That's not what people are saying. And I'm not trying to, de to defend her, but I don't think anybody in their right mind encourages anybody to loot anything. It destroys the neighborhoods that we live in. That's not the issue. The issue is people feeling like they don't have a voice, that they're not being considered um, and that they're not cared about.
for people that are supposed to, that they've entrusted their livelihood and the quality of their life to. I think therein lies the basis of all this. I think the Black Lives Matter, all these things, these are campaigns. They may have been, I saw somebody comment, you know, it was founded by a Black, maybe so, but George Soros is behind Black Lives Matter. That's where all the funding is coming, the controlling of the messages. Nothing is what it seems and people are getting lost in the in the sauce, for lack of a better word. Mm. And we as a community are being, you know, subjected to things that we shouldn't be as a result. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I Reparations. Ask Native Americans about reparations. You know, right. you, you get a check that can buy you a used truck. You tear up the used truck and it's over. And welcome to your, you know, squalor. I don't know exactly. if reparation, give me a check or give me some shoes. Like, we all know. I, 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 can't, I can't see the Facebook live feed, but I appreciate you all. I do. And please tell your friends, because here we're trying to do it. I just know, we all know, that just when it's, when it's broken down, the shit end of the stick falls to black America. Everybody's at least talking about it. But let's talk honestly and seriously about it. Nope. Well, we do. That, no, that doesn't get that doesn't get that doesn't get any clicks. That doesn't get any attention. I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to cut you off. But people don't. Th that doesn't that doesn't get any coverage. That doesn't make the news. Mm. That's that's not what people do, even though that's what makes a difference. You know, we disagree on this show. We talk about we give everybody a voice. That's how you come to some solution. Everybody's on this whole diversity and inclusion thing. We got a commitment statement. But what are you doing differently? Are you putting people in place and allowing them to make decisions that maybe once upon hey. a time you didn't agree with? Oh, That's yeah. not happening. So everybody's doing all this feel good stuff and they're posting all these, you know, signs and windows and all that crap. But that's not making a difference. If you are taking time on a one on one basis to try to get in touch with why you feel the way you do, if in fact you have any issues with somebody who doesn't look or live or love like you and willing to make a difference, then nothing's going to change. You can't regulate hate. It's in our heart. It's okay. not on paper. So it's, change, that's where it is. which will lead me right to the rant. Okay, here's the rant. You think something's going to change? Let's imagine just for a moment, heaven forbid, that Joe Biden dies before Election Day. Terrible, I know, but it's worth asking. After all, Joe's 77. He forgets where he is sometimes. And COVID-19's all around. That's why we've paid so much attention to the VP pick, an event that usually garners about as much attention as naval lint. So quick, who is Hillary's running mate? Kane. Right. Don't blow oh, it. Because I, because I couldn't remember. <laughs> blow it. <laughs> I remember the other day. Nice, Karen. So anyway, if Biden <laughs> dies, heaven forbid, who would take his place as the presidential nominee? I went through it. The Democratic okay. National Committee's charter and bylaws state that some 400 party bigwigs would meet in a smoke filled room to pick a successor. Who would their choice be? Kamala Harris? Biden's pick? Or should it be Bernie Sanders, the People's Choice runner up, who garnered 1,073 delegates, second only to Biden's 2,671? The next closest candidate was Elizabeth Warren with 63. And remember, Harris won exactly zero delegates, having dropped out of the presidential sweepstakes last December while polling at a measly 3%. Trump would have you believe that Harris is a far-out, hairy-legged Bolshevik, 
But compared to Sanders, Harris could pass as a moderate Republican from the bygone Reagan era. It's Sanders' platform that echoes this evening in the American streets. Free health care, free college, more social programs, tax the rich, feed the poor, defund the police. It's the very stuff, the very stuff that caused the Democratic establishment to band together to kneecap Sanders for a second time as an unelectable radical. The truth is, the cracks within the Demo Democratic Party are as wide as those in the GOP. The well-fed elites versus the hungry hoi polloi, us. What much binds it together these days besides anybody but Trump? So now I wish Biden and his health well and Harris the best, but I would say to my friends on the hard left, don't expect much. <laughs> now, remember if you watch this show, listen to this program for a couple of months, remember I did the the story about the big apartment complex and the asbestos bomb and I visited the bureaucrats and how do we get some justice for the people? You know, the people, Black Lives Matter in Detroit, Rashida Tlaib's district. There was three football fields of asbestos. Mm -hmm. I kept on it. I'm working for you. I got it to the feds. And here's the answer about the mayor's cancer cloud. The federal government has demanded that the city of Detroit repay nearly one-third of a million dollars after allowing a contractor to demolish an abandoned apartment building without first removing the equivalent of those three football fields of asbestos, releasing a veritable mushroom cloud of poison dust into the neighborhoods and the lungs of people. Calling the demo job arbitrary? and the contracting process insufficient and the costs extraordinary, the Department of Housing and Urban Development has ordered the city to repay $312,620 to its line of credit extended by the federal government. Now, Detroit argued that that decrepit 35,000-square-foot building at Woodward and Woodland, that's, that's near you, Ferndale, <coughs> was so dangerously unstable that the contractor could not safely remove the asbestos before demolition. And local never, residents were never notified that this was going to go down so they could close their windows or get the fuck out of the neighborhood. It is the latest example of incompetence and scandal in the demolition program under Mike, Mayor Mike Duggan, big supporter of Joe Biden. His son is running Biden's campaign uh, here in Michigan, his son was also the transition, um, what do you call that? Uh, in chart, well, chief of transition. Chief of transition sure. for Good. Whitmer. Yeah. For, it's a whole thing. His honor now asked Detroiters to vote this November for another quarter billion dollar bond for demolition, which is a half billion after interest on their homes. This after the administration has previously squandered $250 million in federal dollars, bringing with it multiple audits and criminal investigations, which are not at an end. Boom. It's incestuous. I'm staying on it. I'm, I'm doing it. You didn't hear that anywhere else. I'm just a stinky little podcast writing for a deadline Detroit. But we're trying. I'm not going away. So bring it, dog. Black Lives Matter. Not just because you do this. <laughs> Bullshit. So you're gonna need. That ain't it. This is what I'm talking about. 
That's where the money's at. And by the way, you in the suburbs, in the, in, in this, out in the state and in the region, you're, this is your money. It's federal money. And it is drifting over to you, too. See, that's part of the distraction, Charlie. Everybody gets caught up in this. Let's, let's throw a bone. Everybody's focusing on something else, and nobody's following the money. Right. It's the money. And we, it's well, the money. <laughs> man, it's the money. Fix the shit. The biggest color in America is the green, and we don't got, got it. Right. I need more green. And speaking of puppet, finger puppet theater, my dear friend Karen, Governor Gretchen Whitmer last week declared racism to be a public health crisis and announced the formation of yet another Blue Ribbon Commission to get at the root of that problem. So let us hope that she places Danny Lepp on the board. If you've never heard of Lepp, he's the CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the largest health insurer in the state. Now, Lepp is also the political benefactor and biggest fundraiser for Whitmer. Mm. And he replaced Gretchen's father, Dick, as the head of Blue Cross and encouraged Whitmer to get into politics in the first place. Good friends. So how's Lepp doing? Under his stewardship, Blue Cross Blue Shield in 2013 changed from a tax-exempt nonprofit, which was required to be the insurer of last resort for every citizen in Michigan. Right? Now it's essentially a private company that sets its own rates, which, push, uh, which prices poorer and sicker people out of good insurance. Now, Blue Cross turned a nice profit last year of $818 million. And LEP, over the last five years, has pocketed a cool $56 million in compensation. So with... Benefactors like this behind Whitmer don't expect much from the commission. It's just sock puppet theater. Now, finally, Free Press wrote a nice little story. I'm glad to hear it. Chevy Trailblazer, right? The new yeah. Chevy Trailblazer uh, is 2021's fastest selling car. Yes. No, it would have maybe uh, 2021. But it's, it's right now, it's, you can't keep it on the lot. Which was a surprise. Yeah, fastest selling car. That's nice. Way to Wonderful. go, Chevy. All right. And number 11 in the country is the new Buick Encore GX. Oh, great. So way to go, Chevy. Way That's to go, GM. Bravo. I, I'm glad that bailout worked. <laughs> yes. I'm glad the, the, the $12 billion you didn't pay us back and the $3 billion in tax credits we give you in Michigan are really helping the company. Oh. <laughs> All the money. They're made in Korea. Oh. See, I so, thought. I thought yeah. So maybe, you don't have to feel bad driving a foreign car because even uh, if you're driving an American car, you're still driving uh, a foreign car. See, I thought, Karen, you could keep Lordstown in Ohio open or, you know, maybe we could do something here. Oh. <laughs> hmm. But it looks good. Well, you know. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get me that new Ford Bronco Sport. Okay, cool. That's expected to be their number one. That could be the breakout yes. vehicle. Either Looks that or, or the electric Mustang. I'm curious Another about that. Another great American car. Right? And I'm glad that we gave Ford. They got a bailout, too. They lied to you. It's, it was a no, wow. low, zero-interest loan, 20 Bilski. Come on. But, you know, I like to buy cars I can afford. That's right, a Ford. Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> So these new cars, uh, uh, oh. 
Orale, man. Hecho in Mexico. Oh, boy. These are brand names. Broncos, Mustangs, Trailblazers, Buicks. Those you're supposed to keep here. Well, what about the uh, USMCA? NAFTA 2.0. Is that signed yet? See, they, I, I, no one even knows anymore. Let me get up Trump's ass here. More sock puppet theater. That was bullshit. You didn't renegotiate dick. We didn't get any. Okay, so some $16-an-hour jobs got to stay here, and so many pieces of a car got to get made here. Yeah. They just told you to fuck you. We, this is just stupid theater. How are we going to rebuild the cities, Karen, when we don't got the good jobs? Korea! Good question, it's a good question. This is important to us, media, local media. We are, what is it? It's uh, Dream Cruise this year. I guess apparently the MAGA people yeah, hijacked MAGA. it. Yep. You didn't hijack shit. Yeah. Still my Dream Cruise, right? It's the Green Parties. It's the Libertarian Parties. It's the Communist Party. <laughs> it ain't Trump's. So nothing really happened. The media, this is important to us to know. This is how, this is how these beautiful muscles got put on these bones were these companies. I love them. Come on. Look at the cities. God damn. Okay. Well, um, nothing to rant. Yeah. It's, it's well, emotionally exhausting, Charlie. Because at some point, you really hope that people would do what they're supposed to do, that they would play fair, that they would actually earn the money that they're paid, that they would represent the people who elected them, that they would fulfill their obligation in a corporate or organizational role. Oop. But that just doesn't happen. And, no. and it, just, it just doesn't. Now, if Gilbert's a, a super billionaire now because, he, oh, by the yeah. way, the stock's taking a poop. It's back down under yeah, 20, there. right? So relax. I told y'all, relax. But why doesn't Gilbert, now that he's worth 30 bill or more, why don't you give us the money, the hundreds of millions we gave you to build the shit downtown that's laying around in pieces? You're loaded. Give the money back. You know why? Because he doesn't have to. Right. And now the cities are burning. But why are we selling? And we can look more into this, Charlie, the state fair for what did I hear? No, no. Four uh, was it? I don't. Nine, I mil nine, nine million. Nine but million. But out of only nine million, that makes no sense. I, I but, but, I, but they're but they're promoting no tax incentives or breaks. But you're giving the property well, away. I don't know. I don't know yet, Karen. I, they, you know. they claim they claim it was the fair market value. They bought it for seven million four years ago, three or four years ago. BS. Not well. BS. Not a bad return. I, I'm just glad that, to not see the tax breaks that we've seen. And I don't yeah, know yet. Give it a property away. I don't, okay, I don't, we're going to wait. Because we'll wait. this is the no bullshit news. Uh, how many buyers of that property were out there? I mean, they've been trying to sell it well, for see, a while. Well, this is what we're, this is where, see, you're going wrong. I'm going wrong? With the podcast and the media. Like, we're just sitting around here we're, looking at our, our navels. <laughs> we don't know anything yet. Yeah. We must do the work, right? Were there other just, people? Just throwing that out there. That's okay. something we should look into. That we're going to. And by the way... Uh, this is not emotionally exhausting. It's just outrageous. And you're the community. And you know what? I go look at comments and I'm, I'm very proud that you're part of it because it is. And it's so diverse who listens. Send story ideas uh, like the, the one about the, uh, the, the trailblazer and stuff. Yeah. That comes from a very sophisticated Good. listener. I, I, I take tips. I take ideas. So does Karen. We will look into it, Karen. A promise. Yeah. And right now, we will fulfill a promise. Okay, Governor, I can't go to Mass to bury my brother. 
Okay, the kid can't go to school. Okay, you can't go to daycare. The bar's got to be closed here. Uh, so many people in a restaurant. I'm fucking confused. But most confusing is how do you open a casino and keep that safe? Has the media done that? Simple story. Actually kind of a fun story for a young go-getter. Yeah. Since there don't seem to be any, we sent our old go-getter, <laughs> Detroit Red, to take a look for us. And Detroit Red, becoming your <laughs> and my favorite correspondent in Michigan, after me and Curtis Lewa. <laughs> he's a good man on the street. <laughs> he's, he gets the street. He's, he's excellent. Here's, he is excellent. Here's Red's take on the casinos. Soon as I got in the door, I felt like my chances to catch Corona went up and my chances to hit a jackpot went the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, I said it. You asking me why? Let me tell you. The first thing I noticed was the supposed to be enhanced cleaning. That's where they supposed to be cleaning everything once everybody touch it. The only thing I saw that was enhanced cleaning was the same old cleaning lady with the same old cleaning cart pushing it around with a t-shirt that said cleaning team. I even looked for the rest of her team members. Never found them. How the fuck are you a team and it's only one of you? But that's okay. I said I'm here to do a job so I'm going to keep pushing forward. So I decide to go on in, I'm gonna check out the slot machine area. As I'm walking around and noticing, it's a lot of old people in here. Ain't these the people we supposed to keep from getting sick from this shit? You worried about grandma and grandpa getting sick from you and COVID. Y'all better worry about grandma and grandpa getting your ass sick since she done opened up these penny slots. Cause that was all in there. Wheelchairs, hover rounds, Canes, crutches, I smell Bengay, Gold Bond, <laughs> Preparation H, and Disappointment. Because what nobody hitting shit. Okay, so I'm like, no penny slots for me. Because I did notice a couple of angry old ladies who had taken their mask off and had it hanging off of one ear. That's how you can tell they wasn't winning shit. So I went on ahead and decided to check out the card tables. Mind you, they only have a couple of games open. Blackjack and the dice table. Now at the blackjack table, they got these little partitions that divide the players from the dealer. I'm thinking, great idea. But as I get ready to sit down, I notice that the dealer is touching the cards with her hand and the players are touching the cards. So now I'm like, well, who the hell, how you sanitize playing cards? They sliding the corona back and forth across the carpet and table. That meant no blackjack for me. So now the gambler in me is like, okay, you're going to have to throw some of this caution to the wind and eventually go for the jackpot. You're going to have to play something. So I walked around for a few more as I observed the desolate land of Casino and slot machines where people just been sitting looking pissed as hell like they wish they were still shut down <laughs> And I go on and finally decide to step over to the crap table As I step to the crap table, I noticed that they didn't take out players. What they did was was put up Crystal clear partitions like you stepping into the slot of a bank teller, but the only difference is 
you know when you step up to this window, you ain't about to do shit but make a deposit because they ain't giving out no withdrawal. <laughs> so I go ahead, go to the ATM where I'm already coming out a loser because I had to get some cash. They charge you $5 to damn get your own cash, so you're losing off rip. So I go ahead, take my hundred bucks back to the crap table. I step up into the window and I get ready to shoot me some dice. And as I'm shooting the dice, I'm paying attention to how they trying to keep it clean. The stick handler is wiping the stick down with what look like baby wipes. Then the dice, the supervisor of the table takes the dice and go wash them between each player. So I'm thinking, bet, I'm good. I can get on. I won't catch Corona here. Bullshit! Because as I start thinking about it and noticing, everybody was shooting the dice with no gloves on. So now I'm thinking, well, if somebody is asymptomatic and got Corona and they taking the dice and they shooting with them, the dice is leaving the Corona on the goddamn table. So now I'm sitting up here shooting hot dice that ain't winning me shit. So after about two hours of being immersed and submerged in Corona activity and losing to some money, which I really didn't have to lose in the first goddamn place, I finally had a piss and was ready to go. But I was so goddamn worried about having so much Corona on my hand from the dice table that before I went, when I went in the bathroom, before I pulled my penis out, I took damn near a bath in the sink. I washed my hands all the way up to my shoulders. I ain't playing. Y'all think I'm playing. I'm not laughing because I would hate to give my penis corona. I don't know exactly how this works. Penis corona may be different than lung corona. We don't know. Unanswered questions. But I ain't taking no chances. So I went on ahead, took a mini bath because I didn't want to bring no corona home. And I was get, as I was getting in the car and catching the corona infested elevator back down to my parking level I thought about the six feet that was supposed to be in the casino they made a little bit of effort to put markers on the floor to turn off a machine here and there but the reality is the only six feet they really can practice in the casino is keeping you six feet from your goddamn money and that's what the hell they did this was a fun story thank god that uh we got some health care, and hopefully in uh, 14 days, I ain't even got a damn ventilator down my throat. If you're thinking about going to gamble, let me tell you this. Keep your ass at home, because the biggest gamble you're going to take is going to be with your life, and you're going to fuck around and roll crap on a nasty ass, hot, Corona table or blackjack table. Hey, on that note, this your boy, comedian Detroit Red. Keep your ass out the casino. Deuces. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. It's ridiculous. Hey, hey, I think Matt came up with the right word, but I'm not going to say it. You're going to have to read it in the comments. Oh, well. What's it? I'm not going to say it. He came oh, up with the perfect it. name. I'm I'll not say it. saying it. I'll say it. Cockerona. Oh. <laughs> Instead of penis corona? Oh, cockerona. Corona. Cockerona. My And we had another uh, listener said, please send him to the press conferences for the governor yes. or the mayor. Yes. Talking he, about Detroit. If Red. he could, if they'd He's allow so, it. Well, like, you know, we, we ha we've hung a couple times since I met him. Super smart guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he and he and he's, he works hard. He's funny as fucking. He, he's that, not going to write what he writes and by being dumb. You know, I don't want him to be. 
like I want him to be his own guy mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. his own time, but there's no Richard Pryor like that right now, man. You know, like no, he, he, could, he could be that guy. Yeah, and wow. it's it's really cool to watch him work hard and and do this. And why, if if I was running one of the news stations, look, you can't take the cameras in the casino, right? But I would create a set that looks like a cocktail club, a comedy club, like a casino, and I would have Red do <laughs> yeah his bit on the six o'clock news because i would watch the fuck out of that who everybody would watch it it's I, different it's just and it's speaking truth right and he did the work it's and we want obvious more. yeah all right good job all right well that's um i'm i'm drenched yeah need to get out karen why you, are you um, drenched charlie it's because i was working hard so you don't have to. Sw- you don't have to. Sw- that doesn't. You can work hard and not break a sweat. Look at me. I'm what, not what, 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 what am I? What am I? The anchor man? <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating. For, look, if people are gonna give us their time, I gotta give them something. <laughs> Woo! My guardian angel. <laughs> Later, Karen. Later, Mark. Try to love one another. Thanks for watching. Tell your friends. Like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser Raising hell with the flavor Terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan Swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man So all tick-tock and keep ticking Well, I get you flipping off the shit that I'm kicking The Lone Ranger, co-ed, danger Deep in the dark with the art To rip the charts apart The vandal, too hot to handle your battle He's saying goodbye like Devin Campbell Roughneck, Inspector Dex on the set The rebel, I make more noise than heavy metal The way I make the crowd go wild Sit back, relax, won't smile. Ray got it going on, pal. Call me the rap assassinator. Rhymes rugged and built like Schwarzenegger. And I'ma get mad deep like a threat. Blow up your project, then take all your assets. Cause I came to shake the frame in half with the thoughts that bomb. Shit like math. So if you wanna try to flip, go flip on the next man. Cause I'll grab the clip and hit you with 16 shots and more I got. Going to war with the melting pot. It's the method man for short, Mr. Map. Move it on your and set it off, get it off, let it off like a gat I wanna break food, cop me back Small change, they putting chain in the game I take game and blow that nigga out the frame And like fame, my style will live forever Niggas crossing over like they don't know no better But I do, true, can I get a suit? Enough respect due to the one six ooh I mean oh, yo, check out the flow Like the Hudson or PCP when I'm dusting Niggas off because I'm hot like sauce The smoke from the lyrical butt make me uh, what crap, my nut gets cool. Ow. Here comes my Shaolin style. Two B A B B Y U. To my crew with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, baby, baby, come on. Baby, come on, baby, baby, come on. Yo, the best to check your neck. First things first, man, you're fucking with the worst I'll be sticking pins in your head like a fucking nurse I'll attack any nigga who's slacking his mat Come fully packed with the fat rugged stack Shame on you when you step through too The old dirty bastard, straight from the Brooklyn Zoo And I'll be damned if I let any man come to my center You enter the winter, straight up and down That shit is packed, cam, you can't slam Don't let me get fooled on the man The old dirty bastard is dirty and sticking They saw you nigga rolling with the knife of the creeps Niggas be rolling with a stack Ain't saying gas, bite my style, I'll bite your motherfucking ass. Crying out loud, my style is wild, so book me. Not long is how long that this rhyme took me. Ejected styles from my lethal weapon. My pen that rocks from here to Oregon. Here's more again. Catch it like a psycho flashback. I love gats, rap was a gun. You wouldn't bust back. I'll go 
was shitting all types of shapes and sounds And where I lounge is my stomping grounds I give an order to my peeps across the water To go and snatch up props all around the border And get far like a shooting star Cause who I all is living the life of Pablo Escobar Point blank as I kick the square bits There it is, you're fucking with pros and there it goes Yo, chill with the feedback block, we don't need that It's 10 o'clock, oh, where the fuck's your see that? Feeling mad hostile, wearing out postal Flowing like Christ when I speak the gospel Soul with the holy roll Attack the globe with the buckets, style the ruckus. Ten times ten men committing mad sin. Turn the other cheek and I'll break your fucking chin. Slain boom bangs like African drugs. Coming around the mountain when I come. Crazy flamboyant for the rapping treatment. My clan increased like black unemployment. Yeah, another one there. Took a genius. Take us the fuck out of here. The woo was too slamming for these coke killer labels. So late had hit since I seen Aunt Mabel. Be doing all the sitting like Kane did Abel. Now they money's getting stuck to the gum under the table. That's what you get when you misuse what I invent. Your empire falls and you lose every cent. But trying to blow up a scrub. Now that thought is just as bright as a 20 watt light bulb. Should've pumped it when I rocked it. Niggas so stingy, they got short arms and deep pockets. This goes on in some companies with majors that scared to death to pump these. First of all, who's your A&R? A mountain climber who plays an electric guitar. But he don't know the meaning of dope when he's looking for a super tie rap that's cleaner than a boss soap. And I'm the dirtiest thing in sight. Matter of fact, bring out the girls and let's have a mud fight. Oh, man, what the fuck that motherfucker? You know-